0: Welcome to the Whistle Pig Podcast. <clears throat> Unintentional solo episode coming at you. Did not have this one very well planned. Um, I had a moment, I had a moment last couple of days where things got, they were starting to get to my head. Um, Where I was thinking maybe I bit off a little more than I could chew. Just that nagging voice in the back of your head that always tells you you're not... You're not doing something good enough. Or maybe just that you're not good enough. That you can't do something. I know we all have that voice. Um. And mine's always there. And, um... For a while, I I was very good at ignoring that voice. Um, I used to go with just saying mind over body, right? Where maybe you physically felt like you could not continue with the task at hand. Maybe you had something you couldn't physically overcome. Um, Always very good at beating up my body. And... To be honest, I've had difficulty with, um, uh, probably a lot of my family would tell you otherwise. Uh, They'd probably lean into the fact that a trait of mine would be stubbornness. Um, If I have my mind set to something, I'm going to do it, right? And a way that I kind of trained myself to get away from the whole, well, you can't do this, this is too much, yada, yada, whatever. Was just to take on extra things. And over time I'd have... This was my mindset. Is that I would have experience doing multiple things at one time. Juggling, if you will. Um, and I'd have a resume to look back at and be like, Bitch, remember when you didn't think you could do this? Well, bitch, you were doing this and that. And then occasionally this other thing. All while you thought you couldn't complete or maintain this one aspect. And I I bumped into that this this past week. It's taken me two minutes to get there, but a lot of what that issue was um, that I was dealing with was life. Um, Not necessarily my life, but others' lives. Um... Just shit happens, you know, and trying to schedule two a week, two of these a week. Um, I thought I was I, I'm just going to come out. I thought it was easy, <clears throat> thought it was easy, uh, because it went good for two weeks. <laughs> it went good for two weeks and I'm like, ah, man, nigga, it ain't, it ain't shit. This ain't shit, Schedule guessing. And, um... Yeah. Life happens, and I ended up burning up my backlog. I had a busy week last week, and I only got to record one podcast. Um, that was with my grandpa before he went up north. And, uh, was planning on doing a couple over the weekend, and... You know, life happened with those guests. And um, I was kind of scrambling around. Not necessarily scrambling, I guess, but... Um, I had a couple half-assed topics written down. I wasn't really taking it as serious as I needed to. i um, trying to take a little bit of accountability here. That is on me that I'm in this predicament now where I've got a solo episode and I've got some half-assed notes... Um, And again, I'm not trying to make this a note, note-centric note podcast by any means. But for the solos, I do need some help because as if you've heard any of my episodes before, I like, I don't even like to, I fucking hate it, but I get off track, I wander. My mind just fucking, oh man, it's like a balloon in the breeze, you know? Ridiculous Um And What I've been doing is When I have a guest coming on You know I've got As you've heard me mention probably several times I've got a series of interview questions uh, That I can never get into I can never really get through A few of them Um Because of that balloon Breeze relationship I have with my mind And um I spent a lot of my time focusing on uh, questions, topics. Maybe I wanted to bring up with the guests that I had uh, lined up. And uh, it's not that that time was wasted because I still plan on having those guests. But it could have been, you know, and again, life happens. Right we don't we didn't know this was going to happen at least I didn't, but my time definitely would have been better suited focusing on setting up a backup plan um, an escape route as far as content goes. so um, I just need you guys to bear with me a little bit because I don't know if I tied it in at all. I likely didn't. Didn't make any connection there. But what I kind of want to talk about today is just rebuilding America. And, um, personally, my last few days have been, uh, pretty interesting as far as, uh, from the work side. Um, yeah, so I just thought maybe. Maybe some of these notes just kind of reflecting back at what I was kind of writing down and thinking about. A lot of it is centric when it comes to the corporate element of our society. Um, <laughs> I don't really know how else to say it. It's um, sort of a corporate centric Notes I have here, I mean, I've got notes, uh, just, just to give you an idea of, like, a note I have written. It's not corporate-centric, um, reform education, right? Just something that I can riff on to try and get me to an hour minimum. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, I kind of was trying to bring up with, not bring up, but uh, I had in notes to talk with uh, a few people about. So uh, anybody listening, all three of you, if you know anybody that's going to come on or wants to come on or anybody in the future that may be listening, a future listener, like, fuck, dude, I guess you're all in the future technically. I'm not live-streaming this shit, so... Any of you out there that may be on this podcast in the future... Feel free to use any of this... If you're worried about coming on... And what we're going to talk about... Um, Feel free to draw from this solo... And, uh... I'm going to do some philosophizing... Some philosophication... Some philosophy. And, uh... I don't have anybody here to bounce... Anything off from So it may be a late rebuttal It may be a late debunking But I I definitely invite you to Draw from this Um, I mean fuck I hope everybody takes something away from this But If you're going to be on the podcast in the future Or think you might be You know This wouldn't be a bad episode to maybe Give some feedback on While you're on with that being said, rebuilding America. I'm not going to use the phrase make America great again throughout this other than this this one time, but when I hear make America great again, I don't I, I try and detach it from any party politics. And I kind of hear it as a philosophy. And I think, what is it going to take to make America great again? Well, it's going to take risk, for one. I know you've likely heard you got to risk it for the biscuit. Risk brings reward, right? We live in a society where... I mean, the current climate is that a lot of people are afraid to risk it for that biscuit. They want the fucking biscuit. They want it for free. They don't want it to be a two-day-old biscuit that's on sale, and they sure as fuck don't want to dig it out of the trash bin after it's gone stale. Right? You're probably nodding your head right now. Yeah, I want that fresh biscuit, that warm biscuit. I want to rip that bitch open and spread butter on that bitch. I want to butter that fucking biscuit. Well, you can. That's that's what's great about this country. You can do whatever the fuck you want for the most part. As long as you're not harming anybody or inciting harm or slandering, which I guess is a type of harm. As long as you're not physically or fiscally harming somebody for the most part, and we're going to get into that, then you're free to do whatever the fuck you want. So rebuilding America, man. There's so many ways to go, <clears throat> and my mind wants to just fucking just start brr, brr, spitting, just spitting random shit. Well, we could do this, we could do that. But I wanna, I wanna try and organize it in a way that's gonna resonate. A lot of America has a lot of people in America has have a lot of people in America have? Yeah. A lot of people in America have um, a job. Okay. A lot of people that are old enough to, to hold a job and support themselves have one. And they make effort to support themselves. Now I don't know if anybody's played Monopoly, a true game of Monopoly where you haven't given up after two hours because you got bored, but a full game of Monopoly where literally you can't make any moves because the asshole across the table or beside you has not only had better luck but also made better decisions with their funds and have thus taken all your money and everybody else's. If you haven't, I highly recommend you set aside some time and you play some Monopoly. Whether it's summertime at the cabin, or whether you wait till winter when you're tucked inside with nothing to do outside, make sure you play Monopoly. There's actually a lot to be learned from Monopoly the game. Um. One one big thing you'll take away is that money makes money. Now, there may be some side chatter and some side deals and yada yada, but the more money you have, the more money you make. And I want to ask the question, when all you're bringing to the table is money, right what like what comes with major funding skill luck i don't know you may have somebody with a skilled trade or some sort of knowledge where they've made a lot of their money because they've innovated in an area of industry that they've made a lot of money And now they have money to bring to you to help you start your business or whatever. But more often, money comes with connections. And when you have a lot of money, typically you have friends with a lot of money. You know people with a lot of money. You go to country clubs and you mingle with people who have a lot of money. And eventually, that's going to make you more money because you're going to be presented opportunity that not only would nobody else be able to afford, well, not nobody else, very few other people would be able to afford, but also you're offered the opportunity first. You get in early. Essentially, always having an advantage when it comes to an investment. Majority advantage when it comes to an investment. I say always... That's not always the case But a lot of the time That is the case Now I just want I haven't I haven't thrown a disclaimer That these are just my thoughts And I'm philosophizing out loud And I'm trying to get to at least an hour Okay But again I want you to chew these over These thoughts. I want you to write in. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. Fuck, if you agree, help me out. If you think I missed something, should have went deeper, should have went harder, let me know. This is a philosophizing solo episode where I'm philosophizing. There's a lot of philosophication going on by myself. never really i mean i do it all day in my head but i've never really done this out loud so i don't know how it's going to go now the reason i i say this what comes with money okay the reason i bring this up is because one of the things i think is essential to rebuild america is you You're essential to rebuilding this country. Without you, how are we going to do this? I'll wait, because I don't give a fuck if you're for trans rights. I don't give a fuck if you're racist. And anything in between... We need you. You can be a narcissist, right? You can be psychopathic. We need you. Now, I'll get into why we need the narcissist and psychopath and racist and yada yada, all the extremists later. Maybe, if I remember. (laughs) But we fucking need you. No matter who you are, we need you. Okay, I hear some of you guys out there saying, but what about the serial killers and the pedophiles and the serial rapists? (sighs) Controversial, but we need them too. We do. Maybe I'll get into that now, why we need them. History is destined to repeat itself. Now, we don't need you... Out here raping or murdering. Okay, society overall does not need to be murdered and raped. What I'm saying is, those that have made that mistake, the narcissists, right, the psychopaths, those people that have got a historical record are extremely valuable. We don't want to have to do that to learn from it. We've already had someone. We have people doing it and that have done it to learn from. So let's not shut them down. Let's not shut them up. Let us interrogate. Let us investigate. Let us share what we learn what we see, what we hear, what we think. Let us share that. Let's establish a community where people with these traits that have not yet committed knowingly these atrocities or done these things, whatever it may be, Let's create a community that um, is unified, where these individuals are either caught early and placed in some sort of help center, if you will, someplace where they can get help. Let's, let's watch them as a community. I don't really know how to get much deeper than that without going off on little tributaries. I'm trying to stay on the main river here. Um, but I need you. We need you. This country needs you to rebuild. First off, nobody's going to ever pay you like you would pay you. Nobody. Nobody. Let me repeat that. Nobody is ever going to pay you like you would pay you. I don't even think I have to explain what I mean by that. At least I hope not. What I'm trying to say is start a business. Start something. Find a way to maintain some self sufficiency Okay Find a way to save money Start a garden Learn to forage Find a way to save money Find a way to invest that money you save and start a business What do you make 150 a year 150,000 it may take you a couple years to get your business going to where you can make that. You might be working more than you work now. To get it started, you sure as fuck are going to be working more than you work now. You're going to have to go to your place of work, leave, go home, shower, and get right back fucking to it, which is going to be stressful. Not only will it be stressful mentally, it'll be stressful physically. You might lose sleep. Not just because of stress, but because of hours. You will become exhausted. But that is what is necessary. Very few to none. Very few to none corporate entities truly have your best interest in mind think about that for a second what do you go to work for if you're not self employed Hmm? you go for your personal reason of making money I'm not saying there's none But there are very few people who go to work because they enjoy making picture frames for somebody else to sell. There are very few people who go to work because they like to type emails and fucking take phone calls for somebody else to set up their schedule or whatever the fuck. Very few people go to work for the work. What are you there for? Exactly. You're there for the fucking money. That's it. You might be able to tolerate what you do in exchange for the paycheck. The majority of us, there are some of us that love their fucking job and make $500,000, million a year, love their job. Working for somebody else, right? That's not very many of us. That's not sure as fuck not me. I actually have a skilled trade. Now. I want you to remember this. Actually, let me take a drink of this Sam Adams. I'll wait till after I say this. I'm going to let this sink in. Like this Sam Adams is going to sink in. I got a summer ale here. About to round this bitch off and get into my lemon radler. Whoever the fuck you work for, more than likely, they're selling you just as much, if not more, than their customers, their partners, etc. What I mean by that is that they fucking need you. They need you bad. Without you, they wouldn't have a product, they wouldn't have a service. You're at the bottom, though, more than likely, of their priority list. How fucked up is that? How fucked up is that? What I mean by they're selling you just as much, if not more, than the customers and partners is they may tell their partners, hey, I think we should do this and that, and then here's the reasoning why, and I'm going to sell you on this reason. They tell their customers, here's the quality you're going to get with our product or service, and here's why you should use us. Not just because the ultimate cost might be lower than the competitor, or if it is higher, not just because the quality might be better with the, than the competitor, but yada yada. What the fuck are they selling you? They're selling you that your bills are going to be paid. Your kids are going to be fed. Your back is going to be dry. Your ass is going to be wiped. Your teeth will be taken care of. Your health will be taken care of. That car, your vehicle, you'll be able to fill it up and drive it. Or ride it if you have a bike. As a bike goes by. (laughs) They're selling you because they fucking need you. Let me take a drink of this, Sam. Hmm. God damn it. Summer ale. I guess I'm not philosophizing alone. Sam Adams has given me a little toast here on the bottle. And actually when I was looking at this bottle earlier, right before I started the podcast, I don't know how many people drink Sam Adams, but by, by the logo it says Brewer over his right shoulder. Patriot over his left. And that made me think. That made me think. And I've got something, remember that, I've got something that's going to come up later in the podcast, and I just wanted to give you the origin, see if you can find it. You'll know, you'll know. But I want you to start a business, I want you to find a way to maintain, find self-sufficiency in one way or another. Learn to forage. What's going to happen if this economy collapses and you lose your job? What's gonna happen you gonna have to find another one you know how many other people are gonna be trying to find another one right alongside you what's gonna happen you gonna be able to find food buy food I think we need to rebuild the foundation and the framework. And what I mean by that is. The corporate structure. We need to. We need to quit putting up with corruption. We need to quit putting up with hypocrisy. We need to stop supporting. Our corrupt leaders. And start holding them accountable. I know it sounds simple. But it is that fucking simple. Ego. Narcissism. Psychopathy. Psychopathy all these things are traits that put people at the top. The ego is something that feeds (laughs) feeds a lot. It feeds arrogance. It feeds ignorance. Right? It's it's amplified by narcissism and psychopathy, but it feeds arrogance and it feeds ignorance. And arrogance and ignorance are already married. Married couple of hundreds of thousands of years. They've been together. It's hard to separate the two. How do you? How, how could you separate arrogance from ignorance or vice versa? Because with arrogance comes ignorance. Ignorance. You're too arrogant to listen to somebody tell you something because you know better. You're too arrogant to hear another opinion. You're too arrogant to see the truth physically. You could be looking at something and see see it totally different than somebody else who has more experience or a different perspective. And what does that lead to? Fucking ignorance. Makes you dumb as fuck. Makes you dumb as fuck. But it also might make the person or the people that you're interacting with ignorant. Because maybe, maybe you do know more. Maybe you do. But the people around you, you're not going to bring them up to your level of education on said topic, or you're not going to teach them anything about whatever we're talking about at hand because you're too arrogant. So you still suffer. You still suffer. When you're too arrogant to train you don't want somebody to know what you know when you're too arrogant to share because you might lose an advantage you still lose the advantage most of the time it's better to share that knowledge with a couple minor exceptions right If you know everything's going to go to shit because you're on the inside as a dirty politician, it might be advantageous to not let everybody know so you can get your family to a safe place. But there's very, very few exceptions. If you're a manager of a department, arrogance is going to be your demise. Right along with the ego. The arrogance is going to have you... (laughs) Doing 20 times the work you need to do. Why do I say that? Well, it's pretty simple. One, you're ignorant. Because you might be ignoring certain things or overlooking certain things. Or just don't know certain things because you're too arrogant to listen. You're too arrogant to see them. But also with that comes the need The need to get your little fucking hands in on everything. And when you got 20 things going on around you and you don't want to share knowledge to the 20 people that are doing those 20 things, your arrogance is going to have you checking in, making sure everything's going good. It's going to have you disciplining for reasons that are simply avoidable. But what it's not going to have you do is sharing knowledge because that comes with ego. You think you're losing some power. When you're really gaining it all, if everybody can replace you, what do you have to do? You don't have to run around to those 20 people. You can stand at the back, make sure that, I don't know, let's say we're working on a product. You can stand at the back, make sure the product Product is or products or coming out correctly you have more time to do things like check I don't know let's say machines or something you have time to go through a maintenance schedule you have more time to make connections with the company you have more time to better yourself you have more time to reach out and educate you have more time to think. You have more time to breathe. You have more time to sleep. But when your ego is pushing you to the point of being arrogant, you're going to maintain your ignorance as well as everybody else's around you. And I'm not going to keep beating this to death because I, I I can go forever on arrogance and ignorance. And ego but but let's say you do start your own business. don't sell out because that's where this problem we're in now starts. You sell out to a company or a person who's detached. all they're bringing to the table is money. They say, hey, Jane Doe, I will buy you out for $5,000,000. I will throw in $500,000 to help you take this to the next level. Think about that hard. A lot of times that comes with loss of control. Now, there might be certain terms. Sit down and agree to those terms. You start a business and you have 20 employees, and then you sell the fuck out. You were taking care of those 20 employees, hopefully. Which, in a minute, we'll talk about how to take care of your employees from a philosophical point of view. But let's say you were taking care of your 20 employees. Then you sell out. Who bought in? Who bought you out? And what's their goal? Honest question. What is it? If you sell out to a a board, you have several investors. What's their goal with your company? You think it's to make a product that's going to help people? Do you think it's to make a product that's going to help people by taking care of their families that are making the product? They don't give a fuck about the people making the product. All they care is that it gets made, and in a timely manner, because that brings profits. And they want to see more and more and more and more and more, and they're not happy with the plateau. They're not happy knowing that they hit a spot Where their profits are maxed. And they're not going to be willing to figure out why. They're not going to go out and talk to the employees that they are now starting to look down on. Talk shit about. They're not going to go talk to them. They're going to look at numbers. Because after all, numbers are what gets them hard. That's it. So what happens when you sell out? I know it's easy to say, but... Motherfucker, you lose control. Your integrity's gone. Your respect, gone. Trust? Gone. What else am I forgetting? I don't know. Listen, more than likely, there will always be difficulties. It doesn't matter what time we're living in. There will always be difficulties. And times change, which means the difficulties, the obstacles, change. Okay? Control can be a difficulty. We could fall under communist control. I could be difficult to deal with. Threats, I don't know, being invaded, being nuked, that's difficult to manage. Famine, that's a difficulty. I mean, just this technological age right now, maintaining attention, focus. Raising your goddamn kids in this, your blessed kids, sorry. Raising your blessed kids in this goddamn environment. Difficult. Very difficult. To rebuild, there's many blocks, and honestly, one of them is one of them is education. Overall, we just need to be better humans. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's simple, but not easy. You need to maintain a level of humility And humbleness And avoid arrogance And ignorance And I know that's easier said than done Trust me Trust me But all times are going to be difficult And something that might not be difficult for you might be somebody else's Mount Everest. Okay? That's where the humility comes in. The humbleness. You can't look at yourself as you. And only you. Because you're not. You are a conglomeration of what's happened in your life And what's happened in your life is usually influenced by people So you are a piece of that Bully that beat your ass in 5th grade You are a piece of that hot chick that broke your heart Senior year Whatever You are a piece of that boss That took advantage of you and never gave you your last check Whatever You're not just you Now if you want to zoom in Micro, yeah, you are just you Right now But the next time you have an interaction with somebody Right You're not just you And when you start thinking of it, that interaction, as just you, you start to get what we have here today, which is politicians who are, I don't know, giving corporate entities breaks, making backdoor deals in exchange for stock or profits or, you know, to fund a campaign You start thinking, how can I take advantage of this situation and this person? When you are that other person. How can I take advantage of myself? Hmm. If you start thinking like that, I think it's seriously time that you evaluate yourself. And I think you evaluate hard. I think you truly need to not do the cliche stand in the mirror because that's pretty fucking dramatic but I think you need to reflect I think you need to find out where you felt like you needed to start taking advantage of others where you felt so neglected so ignored so taken advantage of that you yourself have given given up on your fellow human. And where they're at in their life. I mean fuck. We all are gonna die. This little game we're playing for money is ridiculous. It is. Truly is. We're playing for something that's kinda of fake. It's not backed by anything They can just print as much as they want And we're wasting our lives in pursuit of it The best years of our lives The luckiest will retire with Decent physical shape in their 50s Some might ball out, make a hit song And fucking have $200 million by the time they're 20 I don't know But the majority of us That's not the case The majority of us are never going to be able to take an out-of-country vacation without risking going broke. The majority of us aren't going to be able to take several years off to tour the world without absolutely going broke. The majority of us aren't going to be able to do a lot of things that we dream of. And to be honest, I don't know exactly where I'm going with this. So I will transition, roughly. Patriots versus Patriots. When I saw the Sam Adams logo, I saw Brewer Patriot. And for some reason, Hatriot popped in my head as I take a drink. Hatriot popped in my head. Now, where that came from, I don't know. (laughs) But I think it fits. Hatriot. Hatriot. We live in a time where I feel like we have more hatreds than patriots. And I'm not talking New England fans. And it's upsetting to me. Because as somebody that as uh, somebody that loves their country. And would consider myself a patriot. Patriotic as fuck. It upsets me that there are several that don't. But I still support them. Several. Feels like a majority now. But I still support them. I still support the fuck out of them. And I hope they all do good in their life. I mean, let us not forget what this country is about. It's about the pursuit of happiness. Your freedom to pursue it. Your freedom to express your opinions, your thoughts. As long as it's not going to harm anybody or incite violence in any way. You're free to fucking burn the flag. You're free to say you hate this country. Fuck, you're free to say you hate me based on color or political party or whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. I love and I support that. But it upsets me that there's so many hatreds out there Because I just hear a lot of screaming And advocating for things Or Advocating for uh, The loss would be more accurate Of things Like my rights Your rights And I think that ties into education It ties into ego and Arrogance. Ignorance. Now, as long as you know 100% that you have the ability to say these things because somebody else has given their life or risked it In defense of this place that is uniquely composed, but also uniquely placed. I fully support it. But the second you start saying these things because you want to take away somebody else's right. Or you want to snuff somebody else's thought. I have to question... I have to question you and your stances as far as humanity goes. Because (sighs) let's use the gay, trans, LGBTQ, whatever, plus, minus as an example here to kind of compose my thoughts. You support them. I support them. I want them to live the happiest life they can here in this country. Hands down. Hands down. What I don't want, and what I hate to see, is those people being put down in pursuit of their happiness. Just because their American dream... Is different than somebody else's. But what I also don't like seeing. Is somebody from the LGBTQ plus minus side. Demanding that I hear them. Or anybody else. Hear them. But then not reciprocating and listening to me or anybody else. What I don't appreciate is controlling the conversation. That I need to say this in this manner, otherwise, you're offended and that's an attack. That's the type of thing I don't appreciate. Same with racists. I support it. I support your ability to say whatever the fuck you want. As long as you're not threatening me or anybody else. Or inciting violence against me or anybody else. Or slandering. It's different if you have proof. You want to say something. You have proof. Not slander. It's truth. But the second I have a problem is when I come to the table and I say, well, let's discuss these issues. So what is it about African Americans that you don't like? If we can't have an open discussion where I'm listening and you're listening, I I can't, I can't support that. Because, in a way, that's an abuse of your freedoms. You know, you still have them, you use them how you want, but I don't support it. And I guess what I'm trying to say in the long run is that we need to stop supporting our corrupt leaders. We need to start holding them accountable. Whether it's corruption, hypocrisy, just ignoring our rights in general. I feel that we need to stand up. And I try to do my part. I mean fuck. I'll probably be found hanging from a tree by an extension cord with a shotgun wound in my chest here. At some point the Clintons don't like nobody in the government. Big GOV, they don't like They don't like people speaking out. And when you get to a certain point that you're so big they can't just snuff you, but I'm small enough now I could be snuffed. And this isn't this isn't me being um paranoid. It's just being a realist. That's anywhere in the anywhere in the world, even in this country you're not completely safe from free speech, free thought. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of guidelines and a lot of places where you have to self-censor. It's not truly free. But this is a medium where I don't have to self-censor. Right? I could talk about my job if I want. They might get rid of me because of it. They might not. They might think I have good ideas. want to bring me up. bring me up a couple rungs on the ladder. But that's not likely because again, ego arrogance. Not willing to hear you out. They'll put you through they'll put you through classes and they'll tell you in those classes, "Hey, you're going through these classes because we need you to be problem solvers. We need you to be our eyes on the floor to point out problems to us." And what do you think happens when you start pointing out problems? Well, you can use your imagination. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Just be a good contributing member of society. Your community. Start there. Start there. When I say contributing, I don't mean go fucking door to door and hand out canned goods and shit. No. No. I don't mean go to all these fucking town meetings and... No. Whatever it means to you to contribute. You have a pressure washer? Go to the park. Use their local hookup. Clean off the sidewalk. Clean off the benches. Maybe call your city office or your township. See if there's anything you can do. I don't know. Something. Something. When I say be good, I don't mean don't speed. Okay? What I mean is be an example. You want people littering in your town? Start littering. You don't want people to litter? As a matter of fact, you want people to go out of their way to bend over and pick up litter as they walk past it? Do that. You want people to start listening in your community? You do that. You want people to start businesses or start anything in your community? Support that. And again... I don't have many notes here. I'm just rambling. I'm just trying to get to an hour. I'm almost there. I'm not sure how far I'll go. But I think that in order to rebuild America, we need to seriously look at the corporate structure. Okay? Whether it's at your job or your corporation and whoever they fucking own, I think we really need to look at the corporate structure. How much are we willing to tolerate? Are you going to take more of a workload for less pay? Because I'll tell you right now, if they add 25% workload to you and don't pay you 25% more, you took more work for less pay. Even though you're making the same amount of money, just doing more work, you're doing more work for less pay, which means you're going backwards. How long are we going to accept that? Because I will be the first to tell you. There's going to be months or quarters or years where that line looks pretty flat to your corporation. And in those years where it's pretty flat, they don't want to be like, oh man, we made just as much money as last year. Fuck no. They're beholden to their shareholders. They're greedy. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to skew the numbers. (laughs) They're going to skew. They might do a major hiring campaign and hire a lot of people. That way they can say, hey, look, this is where a lot of that money went. That's why we're barely, if at all, profiting. We're flatlining. But those shareholders don't give a fuck. They want to see more money. So what's another option that might happen? Well, you start seeing less of it. You start seeing less of it. Because the less you see, the more they see. Will you take a pay cut? Maybe. Will you take an hour cut? Possibly. If they can get you to build the same amount of product in the same amount of time. Then they're not going anywhere. But if they can get you to build more product in the same amount of time you normally build X amount in, now you're building Y. Hmm. They can take the difference between that X and Y and add it to that fucking profit not give it back. Let's say you're building... Not even building... Let's say you're shipping packages or wrapping pallets. There we go. And you're supposed to be wrapping 10 pallets an hour, and now they want 12. Well, that extra two pallets an hour that goes out for every eight hours you're working, that's 16 extra pallets. Over the course of a year, that's a lot of fucking pallets. All that profit accompanied by everybody put together. You do a little more work. They can fudge the numbers and boom. Shareholders made money this year. You're doing more work. For who? For what? We need to start having some accountability and holding people accountable. You're accountable for holding others accountable around you. Let's not just point fingers and be like, well, if they would do this. No, no. Motherfucker, you're just as accountable for bringing that up. You are. It's on all of us. It's that simple. It's on all of us. If you're in union, it's a little easier. (laughs) Let me get a hold of this uh, Lemon Rattler. Ah, uh, God. Whew. Such a good beer. Now, I'm basically through all my notes here. I got a couple on education. I'm not going to keep you guys too much longer. I mean, unless you want me to keep rambling. I lost myself about 45 minutes ago. I don't know where the fuck. I had an idea of organization, where I wanted to take it, and in the order. Fuck. Fuck all that. ADD said DAD, motherfucker. I'm the dad. Let me reorganize all these letters. All three of them bitches. Show you who's boss. (laughs) Education reform. What's really needed to live a fruitful, self-sufficient life? Excuse me. What's needed? I'm talking high school. I ain't talking fucking college. Shit's ridiculous. I'm talking high school. What's needed? What do you think? (sighs) I think we need less fucking math. Especially now that everybody has a goddamn calculator in their fucking pocket. They're doing simple math. Daily. Maybe. I think we need a lot less fucking math. I think we go to geometry. And that's about it. Maybe algebra 1 and geometry. That's it. I don't think a motherfucker needs to know trig. Calculus. None of that shit. Never used it. Never fucking will. Use geometry a lot. But that's because I have a skilled trade... And I do things outside of my skilled trade. At my place of work, I don't use geometry. Unless I'm building something custom for myself. That's it. That's it. If I'm drawing something up, I use geometry. That's it. I think we reform education at a high school level. I think we quit teaching kids how to be slaves. And instead of how to run businesses I think we teach the next generation How to not fuck us When it comes time to wipe our ass Because so right now we're wiping theirs And while we're wiping their ass What are they watching? They're watching us They're watching us be slaves for the man They're watching us fuck over our business partners so that we can have a little more money. They're watching us every second. They're watching us. And while they're watching us, we're putting them through a program. A program to turn them into a good little slave. To go to work for somebody else. Go get these fucking imaginary numbers. Go bust your body up. Go stress yourself out. Go die early. Go get fucking physically handicapped for somebody else. Go make somebody else's life cush. Go make some kid's summer. Better yet, go make thousands of children's summers by building these products. Go keep people's fucking carpet dry by doing these roofs. Whatever it is. We're teaching them. We're teaching them to be submissive or we're teaching them to be fucking predatory. We're not teaching them to have humility. We're not teaching them how to be self-sufficient. We're not teaching them how to be humble. And I say this as a majority. So don't fucking jump down my throat because you're teaching your kids right. Because I, I honestly believe I could find a fuck a couple holes. I see holes all over my parenting. a lot of it has to do with technology. Straight up. Straight up. Technology is something that kind of blew up in my teens. And I don't really know how to navigate it that well. You know how I navigate it? Is I avoid it. I got myself in trouble with social media a lot in my youth. Um... So I avoided it for a long time I just fucking shut it off Said I don't fucking need it I started avoiding my phone Texting maybe Calling on occasion But just having it in case of emergency In case somebody needed to get a hold of me Because that's a rabbit hole I I don't, I don't It's a time suck It's like It's like the whole weed thing I can lose a lot of time And I had to bring back social media For this podcast I had to try and re-educate myself On the computer As far as like Not operating it as much As editing software What type of things I need for This podcast for example (laughs) But you know how I found all that out was through te- the technology. <laughs> so I think there's a balance there and we need to learn we need to learn how to balance it. We do. But I think we need to start evaluating our parenting, our mentoring. I think we need to start evaluating everything. Fucking everything. And I say that because a lot of people are distracted constantly. They're on their phone. When they're not on their phone, they're busy thinking about what they're going to do when they have the opportunity to get on their phone or get home and play a video game. They're thinking about what they want to put out on social media so that they look like they have this hmm, perfect life or like things aren't wrong. They're thinking of ways to manipulate. We need to teach our kids that they need to support each other. We need to teach them how to avoid traps. How to avoid traps. How to not put yourself in a position to where you're enslaved to your debt. How to not put yourself in a position where your time Is exchanged solely for money. I get it. That's the society we live in now. But if you hunt or you fish or you forage, you can exchange time for sustenance. If you know how to build a shelter, like a home, Yeah, you may have to go get money doing one thing somewhere. I don't know. Not going that deep because we already covered that. But now you can build a home with your time. You can build shelter. You can go get some water. I don't know. But when we're teaching kids how to do fucking calculus and they graduate high school and go right into a skilled trade or we're teaching kids... I don't know. I think we just need to reform education, people. That's what I'm getting at. I'm getting off topic here. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. It's been a long fucking couple weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Please excuse my rambles. Oh, fuck. Now, think about this. What's really needed to live a fruitful, self sufficient life? Some people say nice cars, some people say I just need my bills paid, some some people might say I need a fucking I need a fine I need a fine lady by my side. Some females might say I need a fucking Adonis by mine. Joy Joy Lack of stress Right You don't want to be stressed out But On the contrary, stress is necessary Stress makes you move You don't want to be overstressed You don't want to be stressed about whether or not you're going to be able to keep your food cold. You don't want to be stressed about whether or not you're going to be cold. And you have to keep your body warm. And a lot of us exchange our freedom... For insurance that those stresses aren't going to occur Your time goes to somebody else in exchange for a little bit of money And then it's up to you what you do with that money Most of the time unless it's garnished And then you pay all these bills And then what do you have at the end of the week After everything's paid off other than an obligation to go back to work Simply because you have a, a agreed On terms of employment That say I will be here through However, however, for however many hours But now you have a need To go back to work Because more often than not Your check is just barely covering your bills You don't have enough expendable income to go and do the things you really want to do. When I say bills, I don't mean like, you know, you got three fucking cars, you got two houses. No, no, no. I'm talking maybe you're renting. Maybe you have one car. You're paying for your goddamn insurance. You're paying on the car note. You're paying for rent. Hopefully paying rentals insurance. You got your health, health care. You might have a cell phone. Hopefully you do. And not just a home phone, but now you're paying your fucking cell phone bill. Well, you got kids. They want internet. You, you want internet. Now you're paying for that. Well, there's direct TV or a streaming service. Most people have something that they're paying for for entertainment, right? Electricity. Water. Gas. Natural gas. City. You got anything you got to pay to the city, like uh, trash pickup, anything like that? These are all bills that come up. <clears throat> and A lot of us can't pay those with one check, and then have three, two or three remaining checks in the month. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this, guys. I really didn't plan on doing this. These were just some notes. I'm so exhausted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this was a ramble fest. I hope anything I said made sense. I think I'm going to call it here in a minute because I'm starting to... This lack of sleep thing is really starting to get to me, and I'm sitting here by myself trying to philosophize Trying to philosophicate And I don't have any Anybody to bounce anything off from me So it's hard It's so hard when I talk to myself Because I don't <laughs> I I don't really take myself too serious I try and maintain a level of Humility and humbleness So even when I say something That I think might be valid I'm always trying to find a contrary, and that's where I start losing myself and my train of thought and my place in conversation with myself is that I get off on a little tangent I might be passionate about or have an idea about, and I chase it down A little butterfly, if you will, and the next thing I know I'm not in a meadow anymore, I'm surrounded by woods, I can't even see the meadow because I was so focused on that butterfly. Or I'll see that butterfly and I'm more worried about where it's going than the butterfly itself, so I try and chart the path that I think that butterfly is gonna take. And when I pick the spot I think he'll be and he never shows up, I'm just as lost. That's really what it feels like, is I don't have uh I don't have anybody here to be like, hey, so what about this? What about that? Because when I when I sit down and I try and think about things, I try and remove my personal feelings as much as possible. I try and imagine that I'm sitting across the table from me or I'm in another room looking in at me Dealing with whatever I'm dealing with. I truly do. I truly try to imagine that I'm a third party named fucking whatever I am that day. Looking in on Jorel From an outside perspective and see what he's dealing with and how he's dealing with it. What he thinks. What I would tell him for advice. Or what I think he should maybe do to calm down. Simple things So when I start making points to myself That's kind of what I do I say something that I'm immediately like How should I Let me think about that for a second From another perspective And then I just lose myself But anyways I love you guys I hope you uh, enjoyed my rambles I hope it was entertaining even though it's probably pretty downery. Honestly, the worst solo I've done yet. Um, and I've got more notes than I've had for any other ones. <laughs> um. Yeah. If anything, I want you to just take away: rebuilding America is not going to be simple. Or, I'm sorry, it's not going to be easy. It's simple. It's not easy. It's your country just as much as it is mine. And you're allowing a lot of the same things I am. But without saying anything. I'm saying a lot of things. Not just on here. I'm talking... Emailing reps. I'm trying to engage... I'm trying to engage. About every week, I send at least one email, usually two or three. A lot of them are actually pre-typed, and then you can just add little nuances or customizations. And I always change the subject line when I do that so it stands out. I don't know if it actually gets read, but it gets sent. Because I'm assuming a lot of these other motherfuckers that are doing the same thing, but just using the template, clicking on it, Boom. Yeah, insert this here. Boom. Yep, here's the fucking generic subject that everybody else is using. Send. I'm assuming when they do that and a politician or representative opens their inbox and they see hundreds of these with the same subject, the one that's not the same probably sticks out a little bit. And I feel like they'd be more likely to click on that than just read the exact same fucking email over and over and over and waste their day. Because their time's just as valuable as yours and mine They have just as much in their day But try to engage You know It's simple But it's not easy Take a kid with you Take a kid with you Let them watch you do the right things Let them watch you mail a letter Let them watch you go and voice your opinion. Sit down and explain to them why you're doing what you're doing. Screen share on your TV while you're typing an email. Share what you know or what you think. And take a kid with you down this journey because they are our next generation. And honestly if we start rebuilding now we're not going to see the benefits likely in our lifetime. Because it's the next generation and the generation after that they're going to have to put the finishing touches on before anybody can move up in that fucking house. We've got cities that are abandoned. We've got people that are killing each other. Daily. Hourly. We've got people that are not killing each other just by fucking... ...weapon use. Whether it's a knife, a bat, a gun, their fist, their car. We've got people that are killing each other with drugs. We're in a drug war right now. Why? 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 Why are we warring with inanimate? (laughs) That's for the next one. That's for the next one. But as promised, I made a valiant effort to bring you two a week. Even though this is shitty quality, it's here. I hope I didn't just waste the last hour and a half of your time. If I did, I'm sorry. Sorry. Please don't give up on this podcast. I'm trying very hard. And um, this was honestly a ball that I bobbled and dropped. Uh, bobbled the fuck out of this ball and dropped it. And I'm not saying that for pity. I'm saying it for accountability. I'm aware. I'm aware that I fucked up. Where fu- I'm aware I fucked up and I didn't have a good backup plan. I'm aware that I fucked up And I didn't have anybody on call at least You know I'm aware that I fucked up And didn't write better notes Didn't write a path I'm aware of how my mind works and floats There's no excuse Not a goddamn one Not a goddamn one. If you take anything away from this, I will be ecstatic. And I thank you for listening to my rambles. I'm going to call this quits now so I can finish my porch rocker, my lemon Radler. 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 And uh, again, thank you for listening I love you guys. I really do. Um, That's why I'm doing this. You know? (laughs) Honestly, it probably would have been better off having one low-energy podcast this week with my grandpa. I was pretty low-energy on that one, but uh, just as exhausted. So, honestly, you probably would have been better off than getting this brain mush and wasting an hour, half of your time. But, Again, I'm not saying that out of pity I'm trying to be realistic with it So, Um, Hang in there Hang in there I'm doing this for you Because I made a promise I'm trying to do my best to uphold it I'm trying to maintain Accountability for one I'm trying to keep Integrity Respect your trust, right? And I'm only doing that because I love you. I love what I do. So until next time, which hopefully next time is a little more organized, (laughs) be a patriot and not a hatriot. Good night. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to WhistlepigPodcast at gmx.com. That's G is in girl, M as in man, X as in x-ray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.